Hey everybody, welcome to episode 108 of the Bono Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. How you doing, BT? Hello, doing very well, thank you. Good, good, good. We have also dragged on regulars and TO extraordinaires, Miltonio Banderas and Ian Triple Pow Triplo. Guys, how are you doing today? Yeah, doing really good. Thanks, man. Yep, all good. The year of 2023, the year of rolling stupendously. <laughs> <laughs> not been off to a good start. <laughs> well, it's not been a brilliant start to the new year for for very like for various reasons, has it? Especially for you, Trips. Uh, I have managed to uh, just about get my voice back, so looking forward to the new year starting for the 1st of Feb. Yeah, yeah, I'm actually there with you. My voice has come back, I can breathe. Um, we did the filming on Saturday, uh, we were first of all excited to get Trips' voice back, and secondly, I think it was just amazing that you guys put up with me, like, just wheezing and dying in the corner. <laughs> uh, Tiff was very angry. <laughs> It did have those moments, just like, hmm, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe COVID was for the best. <laughs> maybe we, uh, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have filmed today. But, but you know, but getting four people together is such a monumental achievement. Yeah. Hey, yeah. got it diagnosed. It was non-contagious, and we're all fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all yeah. It's, it's it's just chronic bronchitis. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's nothing yeah, you, serious like pneumonia or anything. Yeah, you wouldn't want to have a, a, a Milton taking some de- general plague back to the island. That would be, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, seriously not wiping good. the population out. Yeah, yeah, no. four of them. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, look, uh, we are definitely going to be talking about that later, but we've got a few other things to talk about as well. BT, take it away. What are we doing today? Yeah, we're going to have a spicy conversation about is Games Workshop good for the game? Now that's a YouTube. Uh, title if we ever had one um we'll also be talking about death Ball sevens which we've also recently filmed a game for and also the usual news and hobby absolutely uh, uh, there's been a lot going on in warhammer world so not just like at, not i don't mean literally at warhammer world although there's a lot going on at warhammer world in the world of warhammer with their games and what they're doing with like their championships and the world championships and I, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a massive divide, I think, in the Blood Bowl world about whether Games Workshop's involvement is good for the game or bad for the game. And I uh, figured that actually, as we've got a little quiet week of no releases, we could kind of get into that and kick that conversation off. And then, yes, as BT said, we'll be talking about our Death Bowl 7s game. Now, we filmed it. It was awesome fun. Uh, but we are going to avoid spoilers by separating that part into a second episode. So this podcast will come out on the normal time, and then we'll drop the Death Bowl bit on, I don't know, Monday probably, because the game will go live on Sunday, hopefully. It's quite a, quite a, bit, quite a bit to edit. Uh, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, what we don't want to do is uh, have you guys accidentally just be driving around listening to the outcome of the game before you've had a chance to watch it. So no spoilers in this bit, but the next bit will definitely... Well, it's definitely going to have spoilers. Even if we try, it's, it's going to have spoilers. Yeah, it's hard not to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Right, let's bounce straight into Blood Bowl News.
Okay, so in the world of Blood Bowl news, uh, well, they kind of went into this thinking, ah, there's not really a lot to talk about. There's one thing that has finally released and dropped, which is Nobler and Scrapper. Uh, and it took, like, two weeks to get here. It was phenomenal. I was like, I, I, I ordered them, and I was like, cool, that'll be really good. Like, they'll turn up on the Friday or the Saturday. That'll be great. I could do an unboxing video as soon as they arrive. Uh, in the meantime, got Plague. And then... They still hadn't arrived. They still hadn't arrived. So yeah, it took over two weeks for them to turn up. And this is like from the, I think even including the pre-order window. Um, and I wanted to play a little game with you guys because okay. uh, James, uh, one of our local players, is currently building the Smaug kit from Games Workshop. <laughs> and it's made of Games Workshop resin. And he's having um, every bit as much fun as I think you would all imagine. Uh, and <laughs> Are you I, talking Forge World resin or... I think Smaug. Is... I think Smaug is Forge World Resin, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so what? okay, yeah. Games Workshop. I've dropped two Goblin Star players. They're resin, so naturally the pieces are in soak at the moment, so I can clean them up and do an unboxing review and compare them to the far superior brute fun ones, in my opinion. Uh, uh who do we start with? Um, Chainsaw Goblin. How many pieces do you think? Oh no! Yeah, let's play the pieces game. Mm. I'm gonna go six. I'm okay. gonna go nine. I'm going Ooh. seventeen. <laughs> seventeen. Okay. Uh, the chainsaw is four pieces. Okay. Ooh. Close. I it's was not... thinking they would do individual spokes on the chainsaw. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's not. It doesn't look too bad actually. That one looks all right. Okay. Over under for for Scrapper, how many pieces do you think he's going to be? Oh, he's got to be more. Got to be more than four. Five. That stick's going to be like six on its own. We've got five for Milton. Oh, I'll, I'll go, go with eight. eleven. Okay, it is exactly five pieces. Oh damn it! Uh, the... yeah, I thought this was going to be spicier, Ben. Well, you set us up for what this. Do you mean, like, what do you mean? What do you mean? How many? Do you... These are these are goblins, dude. Yeah, that's like, fair. There's, that fair. I, I, I do He doesn't need to be in five pieces. These pogos. Okay, Gretchen are one piece. <laughs> oh, dude, the old second edition Gretchen. That's where it was at. Yeah, single pose, sideways <laughs> yeah. guns. Uh, yeah, his little. Yeah, his face is one. His left hand is one. He's his body is part of the stick. The bit that's going to be really problematic, I think, and I, I don't. I can't quite show on the video, but you know the base, like the spring is mm. separate to the model's body. So the thing is holding the entire weight of the mini <laughs> is separate. Yeah. Amazing. I like that. Yeah, yeah. This is a good one. That's going to be fun. I'm going to enjoy that. Uh, so they're, they're boshing and resin. I've got a big old stack of uh, unboxing reviews to do, which is good. And I'm excited now. I can <coughs> mostly breathe uh, again, which is pretty oh, can cool. I do? Can I do the special Schiller product? The who? Uh, the the old like I I have a product I can't live without and I can't sleep soundly until I know everyone has it. Hashtag white ink. Yeah, exactly. Um, super glue activator. If you haven't got uh, it, get yes. some. Yes, yes. It will change your life. And, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's all. <laughs> it's all a right, can. That's... I think I got it on Amazon. So get it from Amazon if you can avoid it. But there's um, it cost me like what like four quid. So yeah, easy. 
All right, that's fair. That's fair. Milton, do you remember when we did the unboxing review of the Wood Elf team? And oh, uh, yeah, that was a couple of years ago now. <laughs> that was a that was a long time ago in a very different world. Um, and you were like, "The hell are we we doing with the super glue, Ben? What are we doing with the super glue? Mm-hmm. Super glue has it's the superior glue." And it's no, no, yeah. so we, categorically wrong, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> yeah, I, I think like what what happened there was, wasn't it? We were like both building the miniatures, and it was like I took about like twenty minutes to build one, and you were done in about three. But yeah. then most of it was stuck to your hands. So. Yeah, well, you yeah. know, glued is glued. You know, I it's a very dumb veto way of looking at it, but winning's winning. Anyway, yes, so they've arrived, they're available, and there'll be an unboxing review coming for that probably. I don't know at the weekend or something. Um, but, I mean, they're cool models. They're probably some of my favourite Forge World ones. So, that's quite cool. That is out. Now, I was going to say that's it for Games Workshop news. <laughs> I realised I had that up on the back screen and just left it on the title, even though there are some lovely goblins. Uh, we'll ignore that. Uh, I was Yeah, I was going to be like, well, that's it for Blood Bowl news. There's nothing else going on. But Milton saw a thing. Well, it wasn't me, but like I will take credit for it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we've seen a rumor engine, haven't we, come up? And there's been a bit of chat about whether or not this is possibly the new vampire team. Put so, a little hand there with a... Mm-hmm. I mean, why, why would a vampire need a knife on the back of his hand? It's like, it's, yeah. I had a friend say this as well, and it's like, you, you have teeth that can like chew through meat. Chew, you yeah. still use a knife and fork. These yeah. vampires are civilized. They're, even though they have claws, they're not. It doesn't mean they're not going to use tools. So yeah, I, I mean, it, yeah. I can throw a stone, but I'd rather have a gun. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's a vampire assassin. Mm. Yeah. See, I like that. Stab That's cool. Yeah. I totally like that. Well, and look, yeah, I, like I, that I don't think it's a very like AOSy kind of like weapon. I might be wrong, but it, it feels like slightly odd, doesn't it, to have the like hand dagger on an AOS. It does feel yeah, like a blood bowl kind of. AOS sort of had vampires, and the thing they're kind of lacking at the moment would be a flesh eater court. And weapons like this are not very flesh eater court. No. Like that hand looks it, but they wouldn't have like staggers and stuff on. No. It, so, it, so it's, yeah. yeah, it's definitely a ghoul, a, a, a taloned hand, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. you've got the van brace on there, which is a pretty common blood bowl bit, and you've got this blade just kind of stuck on a very dark elf kind of style, where they've just got like yeah. extra like vambrace blades. Um I am so scared to well look it feels too easy. Which is what just like it's just like it feels too easy. We're expecting well, vampires. The rumors are vampires. We've seen this picture that looks like vampires. So I bet you fifty English monies that it's gonna be uh some piece of rubbish chaos minion from a warband that's gonna land cost 35 pounds and never be released <laughs> it, it could be war cry couldn't it yeah, it could be like it. you say like an assassin or something uh, for a war cry warband like what if it's a super meta joke and it's the fact that it's a vampire oh it's vampires that's good and there's layers and actually you know what oh, the yeah. war the war cry stuff the they they spoiled that picture of the two dudes together, didn't they? Like the silhouette thing with the red background and the silhouette. And mm. one of the names is linked to vampires and corn. Oh yeah, yeah, there was. Um, what's his name? Corn, probably something. <laughs> I don't know. Some I thought it was a pirate captain or something, but I I really was wasn't. it Luther. I don't remember. What, Luther Harkin. 
the the part of like Drakenberg, from... wasn't it? Dragon Ball. A Drakenberg? Is that, is that, am, I, am I just like making up words? I think this might like, be vampire racism there, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Luther Draken von Draken or something, yeah. you know. Luther von Drakenberg. He's a vampire character, isn't he? Yes, oh, he is. Was... Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Star, star player. Who's, yeah. Who's Hark? Hark? Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Harkon was a dark elf, wasn't he? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's uh... that name comes <laughs> oh, from somewhere. I don't know where. It's nerd stuff. All right. so, so the other the other thing was is we we did have a little mention about vampires, didn't we? In a in a bit of text about a vampire star player in one of the other books. That's what I was referencing. Sorry, oh, I think okay, that's what right. I was referencing. Right, oh, okay. oh no, I saw a thing about Warcry that um that they flagged up saying that this name is a place of a swamp uh, where vampires are next to corn or something. Oh, sorry, I completely. Uh, okay. yeah, no, yeah. it's cool. It's cool. One pod, two conversations. Um, <laughs> well, look, this this looks too good to be true. We've had rumours that vampires are coming. This genuinely looks like a vampire hand with Blood Bowl equipment. And, I mean, rumour engines, I don't feel like they put a lot of Blood Bowl on there. No, well, there was a bit of a discussion in the Discord earlier about that. I think somebody mentioned that Scroll had been on there. We saw, I think you said, Ben, that you sort of remembered, like, the flames, yeah, I flames or something. But I wouldn't so, something, something like that. Yeah, the the um, I think it's probably the flames on the shoulder of the undead team. It kind of like matched in, something like that. Um, but yeah, we don't get an awful lot of blood bowl on this. Could be the start of something new, though, couldn't it? Mm. Okay, I think it's time that we put a wager on here. Mm. Is right. Okay. Is is this going to be vampires? Yes or no? And. How can we do a wager of this? What can we what can we do to make this interesting? What can we do to make this spicy? Um if mm, I'm not sure. Mm. Have a think and come back to it. Well let's let's yeah. start off by start off by thinking, do 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 we think this is genuinely vampires for Blood Bowl? I genuinely do. <laughs> yeah, I'm, really, so I'm just trying to think how much do I genuinely think I do. I think <laughs> Uh, if this is genuinely vampires, I will take them to a tournament this year. Oh no, I've got to play a new team. Yeah, that's what <laughs> I was thinking. That, oh, yeah. oh no, I must paint another one and, and make everyone else feel bad at my painting. <laughs> I actually do like the idea of making Ben paint a vampire team, but maybe yeah. with a colour scheme chosen by the viewers. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That would be painful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so if I'm wrong. Okay, okay, that's okay. Yeah, I'm gonna get this team regardless. So that's a terrible thing to say originally. But um, this, yeah, okay. So if I'm right, I can do this how I like. If not, I have to paint it in the color scheme chosen. Yeah, yeah. with lots of gold trim. Okay. Oh, that's gribbly. I'm thinking bright crusaders. Alison would like that. Oh no, Alison's yeah. gonna love this because she looks at everything I paint. She's like, oh, it's so dark and boring. Can you do something colourful? <laughs> hey, we got yellow and pink. Just yep. be straight up with it, Ben. Just say, look, we've got YouTube for that to tell us our paint jobs mm. are dark and boring. Although I was super happy with everyone's like death ball team at the weekend, seeing on the pitch with different basing styles. No, I was, yeah, finally yeah, that was good. Anyway, um, like Ben says, vampires confirmed. So it'll be good to see them coming out. Uh, I mean, I really hope they are confirmed. It's a shame that they won't be in the World Cup, but that's okay. Never mind. Um, okay, there was one Kickstarter that Trips flagged up, which is from his buddy, uh, Cross Lances, 
I feel like every time Cross Lances drops a drops a Kickstarter, Trips lands it out there. And yeah, and I also get about twenty different emails from all the other ones <laughs> going. Oh, there's another one. You like that? Same emails fifteen times. Yeah, I, I, I actually I've backed a couple of his things, so I, I get the same thing. I get a message from Trips, and then a couple of hours later, they get you know the proper message. Um, it is a samurai themed rabbit team, so I'm not going to go into too much detail on it. If you think that samurai themed rabbits are what you want to use for Blood Bowl then this is exactly right. Uh, if it's not, then move on with your time. But Kickstarter is live. Are these STLs only, Trips? Uh, yeah, STLs only. Um, the usual, lots of things being added. There's a stadium in there now. Wow. Benches, stands, all sorts of <laughs> sideline bits and pieces. The, the dragon uh, is quite cool. Yeah. I think we should, actually, if Ben's wrong, we should make him paint and play this team <laughs> in the league. <laughs> I was thinking that that would be better because if I'm wrong, there's no team anyway, is there? So, um, all right, yeah, no team to paint. Yeah, challenge, oh, challenge issued, challenge accepted, Ben. Oh no! <laughs> I'm and thinking it, how much of how confident I am now. The stadium. Yeah, okay, I'll take the challenge. I'm confident. Is no, no, stay. Oh, sorry. No, 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 just the team, just the team. Don't worry. Yeah, everything in the kickstart. <laughs> yes, literally every yeah. model. Uh, I do like the stadium. That is, that is really nice. It is actually really cool. Um, it looks lovely, but it looks slightly impractical for playing in. Can you imagine the whole? I'll just reach over to get to the sideline, and yeah, there go the stands for the fifteenth time. Yeah, I did yeah. break the door stadium with that. Oh, really? Yeah, knock the tower off. That's what leaning over. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, the dwarf stadium has got like a, a a bigger open area. I think this one might mm, have yeah. a big open area. I, I, this is the difficult thing with stadiums. I think a half stadium, like a, a back stadium, to go on yeah, one side, right. perfect. And that might just be because of the way we film. I'm like, ha, 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 we only need half. We just need a wall. That'll do. Everyone will think we've got a castle, but it's literally just a cheap wall. Um, yeah, I mean, Cross Lances has got a very unique style. Uh, and they always execute really well. So, yeah, it's a, it's a STL Cutimals thing. And it is... Uh, oh, wow, okay. £13. Wow, pretty good. Or is it a bit more than that now? Might be a bit more than that now. Yeah, sixteen pounds. Sixteen pounds for everything. So it's still really good, yeah, including awesome, the stadium. Awesome value. Hmm. Stadium would be good if we ever had a cafe team, but again, I don't know whether that's likely. But it's cool to see, and that is uh, 60, 60 hours to go. What? That's that's like no days. Is that actually going to be finished? Oh, this might be finished before the podcast comes out. Never mind. <laughs> Ignore all that. <laughs> oh, I feel like that has not been live for very long. Oh well, what can you do? I mean, how what how long do you think is the appropriate time for a Kickstarter to be run? A month, I would say. Yeah, I was gonna say a month. Feels about right. I agree. I think anything less than a month is is well, quite frankly, it's just it's gonna miss people's pay window. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah, this is only gonna be 14 days it's been up for that's that is pretty quick. i don't know if kickstarter has rules it might cost more to host things for longer i'm not sure no, i still think it'd be worth it um to do i think punga they do theirs for a, a proper amount of time don't they i think a month as well yeah yeah, yeah. 
Okie dokie. Time to uh, print them out and send them out over <laughs> as well. Um, right, LVO is coming up, Las Vegas Open, and every game system is getting a preview except for the Blood Bowl. Warhammer 40,000, Warhammer Age of Sigmar, Warhammer Age of Sigmar Warcry, Warhammer the Horus Heresy. Huh, it's just Warhammer the Horus Heresy. I thought it would be Warhammer 40,000 the Horus Heresy, but it's not. That's it's not 40,000. Yeah, I was going to say it's not the 41st millennium. Yeah, yeah it's true. That is very true. <laughs> like it's integral <laughs> it's kind of a really big important part of that isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah well i'm a forty thousand with the three thousand minus uh, ten thousand yeah exactly uh gnarlwood at uh, the underworld's bit and we'll a forty thousand kill team uh no necromunda on there either Boo-hoo. well they've been doing very nicely i think i was gonna say you're recently pretty spoiled for that aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> all the stuff that they're going through which is wicked um i mean there's a canine there is ben is kind of our resident 40k victim is there anything you're feeling excited about that you might want to see drop perhaps a new um <laughs> a new rule book yeah a different game would be good <laughs> i don't know there are rumors about um end edition floating mm. around um lvo seems like a pretty good opportunity to announce it at least even if nothing's concrete for a while um they might announce it i know people are talking about a Rooms of a starter set with Tyranids, um, Space Marines. Oh, They're doing a range refresh of Tyranids, apparently. Um, interesting. Thing. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, I think Tyranids is a pretty good option if they're going to the 10th edition because it's another big galactic threat that they can bring in because they had like their big schism with Chaos and then they had the, you know... Oh, How long has 9th been around for now? And, and was that the... Oh, 9th had Primaris in it, didn't it? Ninth, well, yeah, Primaris and Necrons. It was kind of like a big Necron return, the Silent King thing. Wow, so um, eight, eighth was... Eighth was Primaris Death Guard. That was like the big chaos. Like, there was the big split in the galaxy and everyone went Primaris now. That was, so that was when... That was eighth. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the one me and Craig got. And then, so we've had a whole other edition since then. Yes, and I think everyone has a ninth edition codex now, which means... Hmm. Time to make the woolos invalid and make new ones. <laughs> so, yeah, see, guys, we're warming up to our first topic here. Oh this, yeah, this sorry. is this yeah. is no, this is this is kind of warming up the topic. Um, yeah, I was I was I played my uh, my my sevens league game this week. I was, I was like, yes, I can pop to toyment for a quick game of sevens. <laughs> More on that in a minute. Uh, and uh, I was talking to Dave Dalio, um, and uh, he was like, he played he played in the 40k tournament that was happening in mm. Toyment the day we were filming there. Uh, and he was like, it's just like rules and rules and uh, like it's like playing against lawyers. Uh, yeah, I was and- gonna say, you require a lawyer to even start the game, I think. And then um, he was like, but you know, there's another edition, like apparently just right around the corner. And I'm like, that is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, mm, interesting, interesting one. Yeah. Uh yeah. Anyway, um, uh, the LVL open. I mean, I'm really, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, if we don't get vamps as part of this, are we going to be waiting a little while then before? Because they team, they seem to, they they're doing the teams at at um reveals now, aren't they? At previews. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we had Amazons. Whoa, that was part of a that was part of a venue reveal, wasn't it? Like a Depticon or something. Was it in in July? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. Well, Amazon's the last team we had. Is that the last release? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, we well, had two last year. 
I was in Italy for that. That was July. A long time ago. Yeah. I mean, they milked the release, didn't they, to be fair? Yeah. Well, they seem to be a bit all over the place, <laughs> don't they? I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I don't know whether it's the pandemic or what, but like the release schedule just seems completely skewed and they just seem to drop stuff whenever now. Yeah. I mean, a part of me kind of likes that. And that is going to be one of the questions I throw to you guys in the next topic. Uh, yeah. Just um, it would have been cool to see something drop on the other hand. Now don't have to be up ready to film at 6 a.m. in the morning, which is not 4 a.m. Or whatever the the Norse one was that I kind of <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> snuck in there and got so that's quite good so I don't have to do that um, and you know I I don't really play any of these games I like the idea of some of these games so more releases is more better so I'm all right with that I think that's quite cool um, the only thing I'm going to wish list very 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 quickly here I know this has nothing to do with Blood Bowl but the like the the boarding actions for 40k have has really captured me now that is definitely because of because i grew up and space hulk was like just you know space hulk and necromunda were just like awesome like as i was growing up i was like sweet terrain this is wicked like i've got an old uh white dwarf that is undoubtedly older than blood tide ben and, and maybe even milton actually that has like this 3d space hulk set in it and it just looks absolutely amazing <coughs> and um and I don't know, I, I, I was talking to the chat earlier today, and if they did that kind of thing for AOS, I think that would probably get me into AOS if they did like a mm. AOS borrowing actions or whatever you call it. <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm I'm in I'm in two minds about it, and here we are definitely again gonna be getting into this sort of foreshadowing of the conversation. Is I really wanna play it, but there's so much overhead to just play the game. With terms of like, it seems to be very much built around. You need the terrain to play. You get to have the terrain for that. So unless you've unless you've got boxes of it in the cupboard behind you, um, <laughs> or a childhood's worth of you know, yeah, <laughs> space. Yeah, like it's it's not got an easy. It's not like a lot of other of the box games where you yeah. can get a small starter set. You can jump in and have a play, and you've not spent three months worth of hobby budget on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's that's very very fair. I, I think probably part of the allure would be creating the terrain for me. Yeah, um, see, now I was going to get onto that same. Yeah. Ben, if you want to play it, I'm sure printing out a spaceship's worth of interior furniture is kind of your jam. Oh so, my god, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're happy you know, to do that, I'm yeah. happy to just do the other bit. We've already got the files. <laughs> what are you and your airbrush doing tomorrow? Like, you know, <laughs> but. I mean, I think. Oh, I'm not printing it. Oh no, I'm painting it for you. Hold on. <laughs> I just want to play on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like the idea of it. Um, and if they did an AOS Underground one, I think that'd be quite quite a fun thing because they're small games as well. And I think that's just where I'm I'm headed now. Like as a as a human, like the 500 point games, you know, Blood Bowl sevens. It's just kind of perfect. And you've got Necromunda and Kill Team that are actually kind of. Um, terrain heavy as well. So you've kind of got it's weird. It's like you're not spending all your money on a team or an army you're spending a, a bit of it on the army and the rest of it on the board Experience. and the accessories and the bling and i feel like that sits very nicely with blood bowl players um mm. you know because you go to any tournament any league you know and it's like cool here's my games workshop team and i've got a swish third party star slash big guy and then i've got a whole bunch of dice i've collected and i've got some kind of accessory i've got a case i've got a stadium and i think i don't know just that kind of stuff that works for every team 
uh it kind of it gives you that little bit of like there's actually value here the worst thing about 40k or aos is like cool i'm gonna spend 60 pound and buy one unit and that unit is garbage uh whereas you could spend 60 pound getting terrain and creating a a story or building a pitch for blood bowl and that that that, that's that's valueless valueful i totally agree yeah makes sense Mm. anyway i think what else we got we got a couple of bits more of news one more, one more thing of news, uh, which is, let's press this button and let's press this button here, which is tournaments. So uh, a couple of things to mention. We've got a tournament coming up soon. And it's very zoomed in, isn't it? Let's see if we can zoom that out a bit. Uh, Milton, we've got a tournament coming up soon. We do. We have Beachhead 23. We do have Beachhead 23. And I've nearly done that thing you asked me to do as well. So... <laughs> I said I'd do it today, but it will be up on the site tomorrow, which is a coach list. Uh, and I think we've, you've got the information on who's sent a, a roster in um, and everything. All right, Milton. So we can yep. get that up on the Beachhead site. So if you've sent a roster in, or you think you've sent a roster in, you'll be able to bounce over to that definitely by the time this podcast out and check to make sure we've got it. And if you've got any questions, get in contact at um, boneheadrosters at yep. gmail.com. That's the one. Yeah, good. Boneheadrosters at gmail.com. There you go. Fantastic. And as we're recording, 16 days to go. 12 hours, 21 minutes and 36 seconds, which is ever so exciting. Um, Yeah, looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah, those last 36 seconds are going to be super tense. They are. 26, 25. Uh, (laughs) That's the rest of the podcast done. Yeah, I think there's still a few tickets left. Um, We've got 70-plus players for the Saturday, 50-plus players for the Sunday at the moment. So Saturday is 11s, Sunday is 7s. And if you want to use your Amazon stars, you can. If you want to use Cindy Pie Whistle and be that guy, you can. If you want to use Ripper and represent the thinking man's troll you absolutely can uh if you want to warm up for your world cup roster but you probably can so um that is coming up soon but on the website there is a new tab that is tournaments if you click on the tournaments bit it goes to worldwide tournament listings let me shimmy this down a bit so we can see that there's bonehead events if you click that button you'll see our events coming up soon which is the two beachheads and there might be another tournament. If you have got a tournament that you're running uh, anywhere in the world, you can click share tournaments and it takes you to a very, very glamorous and very basic Google form. So you can share that information with us. And if you're looking to go for a tournament, click find tournaments and we've got worldwide tournament listings there. So if you want to share an event that you're running or you're going to and you want other people to come along, then drop us a link there and then when we do the podcast it means we can quickly jump on and see what's coming up in the next few months so the 4th of february there's one in kent the pissed up terry testimonial you've got beachhead bowl 11s and beachhead sevens coming up on the 11th and the 12th of february ben i know that uh, dice are running one on the 4th of february as well yeah, in Portsmouth. Portsmouth oh, if only that was on the worldwide tournament listings for us. And I could uh, just link people to the information there. Uh, and then there's some more as well. The Casual Carnage in Crawley, West Sussex on the 18th of Feb. And there's a few more coming down there. Mulligan's Open in March in West Lothian, Scotland. And Dorset Dungeon Bowl on the 20th of May. So we've locked in a date within Toyment. So it's going to be at Toyment again. And it is Dorset Dungeon Bowl, and it is back. Now, nice. I'll be going. Ben will be going. 
Okay, yeah. Okay, good. Tonight. Trips, we'll be going. <laughs> Definitely going. <laughs> but Milton has one up to us, if that's right. Yeah, I shan't be there. I'll be on the other side of the planet. Well, <laughs> almost. Yeah. Basically. Uh, so uh, look for Milton in the stream. I'm sure he'll be uh, on in the middle of the night, Philippines time. Making sarcastic comments. <laughs> <laughs> Ending roster reminders. <laughs> you could host like a proxy Dorset Dungeon Bowl for any Filipino um, players. Yeah, they got a nice little league in Manila. Oh, there, there you go. go. We'll, 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 Manila, Manila Dungeon Bowl. We'll, we'll ship, we ship you over some mats and stuff. Yeah. Um, get that lined up. Um, uh, just going to check the Europe listing, see if there's anything coming up in February. Nothing for Feb. Uh, North America, there's a couple in April, which is cool. Australia, you've got Chaos on the Coast on the 4th of Feb, Blah Blah 11s in New South Wales. That's pretty cool. And other, NA, because I don't know where other would be. Where would other be? Europe, North America, Australasia. What would be other? Antarctica? South America? <laughs> Yes, of course. South America would 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 yeah, would oh, definitely okay. would definitely <laughs> would, would yeah. definitely not be North America. Absolutely, yeah. Asia. Uh, That's yeah. Australasia. I, I googled it to find out because uh, I was like, I don't know what to to call this. Uh, anyway, I don't, we don't need to cover how bad at geography I am because. Uh, well, <laughs> that was not a real topic at school, as far as I was concerned. Anyway. Uh, yes, so we've got some tournaments coming up, which is cool. We've locked that one in. We're going to be looking to lock in what we're doing for the rest of the year. Um, obviously, we've got the World Cup coming up, and in Toyment, I've got a lot of things going on where they may or may not be running shows at different places. So um, we're hoping to find out what other events are happening that we're running or supporting. Um, hopefully, after the Beachhead weekend, things can be uh, a little bit more locked in place and we can see if we're available or not. But that is it for tournaments. And before we move on to hobby, just want to say a massive thank you to everyone out there who supports us in one way or another. Whether you are one of our awesome Patreons, sorry if not, I've done a live episode this month, but between my voice and Trip's voice, I didn't know if we were going to be able to do an episode, <laughs> to be honest. Um, uh, or if you're supporting us on YouTube or doing the whole liking and subscribing thing or supporting us by buying some sweet Brute Fun minis from our shop. We massively appreciate it. It means we can do good stuff for Blood Bowl, like build... A Death Bowl 7s pitch, hire out an RPG room and film a four-player game, uh, which I think is pretty sweet. Now, on to other games played. Okay, hobby, games and whatnot... Who's been doing exciting things? Ben, been painting any Necrons? <laughs> At some point, this needs to end because I hate hearing it. Um, <laughs> the word Necron hurts me. Um, no, uh, I did paint and finish my Chaos Wolf team um, for League, which um, is really nice. So, yeah, been been playing that in the League. Um, they are really awesome. I agree. It's Thank you. Cool. It's a very yeah, nice I'm team. Happy yeah, like I'm. You guys know I'm like the opposite of a corporate shill. But man, Punga make damn good models, and we are we are not getting paid to say that. Um, yeah, no, you you like, legitimately just, bought these and waited for yeah, them to arrive for a very long time. Yeah, uh, I had a, the nice package slashed open through customs because <laughs> buying from Russia is very fun. Um, but no, it was like 
yeah, no, these are just so nice to paint. And I had a really good time. And I like building them as horrific as playing Chaos Wars make you feel. Um, yeah, I guess I could talk about the League game. Well, that's uh, only because you run them with Hack Flem. This is awful. This is such propaganda. I do not. I do no such thing. Um, yeah, like, so in the League, I'm currently two wins up. Um, so after two games, two wins. Yeah, Chaos Wars are... It's like my first time running them in a league... Well, first time playing them at all. First time running anything kind of bashy in a league. Uh, usually I'm just all in the dash. Um, and yeah, they are... I can see why they're tier one. Um, <laughs> they don't really do anything wrong. Like, they can't really mess up. Like, the worst thing you have to do is give the ball to the ball centaur if you want. And then the rest of it will kind of play itself. So a lot of my rerolls are burnt just trying to have the ball centaur carry the ball so you could score touchdowns easier. Um, yeah. Oh, one of them's it's... got three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah, that's my ball centaur. So, yeah, I've just had very fortunate dice. I played last night against Ryan and his... Um, oh, uh, so he's running the Punga Tomb Kings, isn't he? Yeah, the Pungatoon Kings. And yeah, my Minotaur caused him all sorts of problems. He um he was really afraid of that. Like pretty much every turn he was getting a blitz on um Tomb Guardian and knocking them down. Um didn't really remove any. You don't really have to with Tomb Guardians as long as they're out of the way. I was taking two out blocks on Tomb Guardians, and when you have dwarves, it's kind of fine. Well, you've um, got the block advantage. It, yeah. Yeah. It was it was a good the first half was actually really slow. You could see on door play. Like <laughs> yeah. after half, like nothing happened, and it was proper like his 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 offense. And so, him playing a slow control team against the bash team, you kind of just do a hard defense, and nothing really changes. Um, and then the second half, I received it and um, just sort of went full offense, like high risk. And yeah, paid off. Got the got the second touchdown. So. Oh, I've just realized something outrageously cool about tour play. Uh, did any of you ever play a game called Cannon Fodder? Like, from the no. 90s. You've you had this, like, little grouping of soldiers, and it was kind of like you just, like, wandered around in the overworld. Oh, and yeah, shot yeah, things. definitely, yeah. But they leveled up after each game. They'd get on extra little chevron, and when you level up on tour play, your players get little chevrons. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that, oh makes yeah. me, that makes me so happy. Because I was just looking yeah, at Ben's ranked. team. Yeah. Um, Jugs on the Mino, Ben. Bull Centaur with block and a mighty blow. Chaos Dwarf blocker. Didn't go for guard then. Uh, I already felt gross playing them. <laughs> it was the sort of team you come away and you just think like, Ugh. I just feel bad. Like, I, I'm not, I don't think I'm really enjoying it, if I'm being really honest. My team's so good. It's, it's just too easy. I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's no easy there's no good way to say it so i i am actually tempted to run a different team because i don't think i'm really gelling with it like i i'm still gonna run them in a tournament uh next weekend just because i want to give that a go um but yeah honestly like as much as i love the team and love painting the team i think i might actually change the team i play in the league because i'm just like it just doesn't just doesn't well, feel great i'm, I'm assuming it's not really fun you're still getting a, ch a couple of three plus dodges in there for the lols yeah, and four plus dodges. My monitor jumped over a guy. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Are you playing against leveled up teams or just against? No, like... this is just million TV stuff. Okay, so yeah, then I can I can like understand why they might feel a bit like. 
Yeah, it's tier one, right? Tier one. Yeah. They are a tier one team. They're a really good team. Um, well, I think the comparison I'm making is like Skaven are terrible. Tier one. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're like, but but with Skaven is you can often pull off some really kind of speedy, aggressive victories, but it usually comes at a, at a cost. Yes. Like you're usually just like, okay, I'm losing rats, but that's fine because I'm winning games, but I'm having to recoup that cost. Just with a team like this, though, it's just you never really lose anything. It's, it's just like slow inevitability. Slow inevitability, yeah. And I, I, I miss the chances where I'm just like, oh, I want to pull off a, like a pass play because it's really fun, exciting, and I'm just, I'm trying that with the ball center. That's why I'm carrying the ball with it because it's like, it's a risk. It's it's let it's not so much the grind. It's kind of okay. I'll give the ball to him so that he can do breakaway plays. Yeah, it, it's 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 weird. I'll, I'll have a think of it, but I think I should probably see it out. But, yeah, I think you'll find they'll play quite differently in a tournament setting. So it'll be really interesting yeah, to hear your so. feedback after you've done the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it definitely will. I, definitely. I, I'm trying to phrase it in a way that sounds makes me sound like anything but a dickhead, but I realise that's difficult yeah. to do. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be interesting to see you play it against a higher TV team as well, because mm. that, that could be a bit more challenge when someone can actually bash back. Mm. Unless you can buy Hackslam. <laughs> Just popping that in there to remind me to bleep out. (laughs) (laughs) First time in a while, that one. Um, Yeah. And I'm going to bleep it out for a really long time, so it makes you sound awful (laughs) as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, Chaos Dwarves are just beep. (laughs) No, look, it's really interesting to hear that, especially because I think um, there's a lot of people who, at, for example, a pub lunch, would talk about Chaos Dwarves being uh, pretty much don't need to change them. Um, and I think that's probably reflected. And I think we will probably see some changes because of that, um, which is interesting. Yeah, I, yeah. it is interesting. It is interesting. Uh, Milt, got any games in recently other than our four-player soiree? No, sadly not. I was trying to get another sevens game in, finish our little sevens league off, but uh, what with a little one having a cold, didn't manage to make that. But uh, hobby, yeah, I painted up my Fen Beast enough to play with. That's been fun. Oh, it looks I'm great. Just, I'm just spending time deliberating over what I'm going to bring to Warhammer World in March. <laughs> yeah, I've not had a few, not few teams. Out yet. A few teams lined up, haven't you? Yeah, uh, I need to make a sensible decision about it. <laughs> I can't remember what I said I was going to do either. So. We got, we got time. We got time. I don't think there's a. You don't have to register your roster or anything. You just have to rock up and. Uh, yeah, you just turn up and yeah. give them a piece of paper or something. Which would, that, that event is sold out now. Yeah, I don't know how many tickets are actually available, but. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be that busy on Big Last Thursday. Well, it might be a 16 man tournament that's sold oh, okay. out. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. And how big is the venue? I've never. Been... Oh, well, it's massive. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the. It's in the Bugmans, isn't it? That's where they said they're hosting the tournament. They said they were hosting it in Bugmans. Yeah, it said it said that it was in Bugmans, right? No, no, no. I don't think. No, I think it's. uh, I think it's near. near, It's near Bugmans. Like Bugmans is upstairs, isn't it? Upstairs? No, no. To the side. The side. Yes, but everything's on the same floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It it would just be odd because you can like take drinks and stuff through anyway. It's not like. Yeah, it'd just be weird having the restaurant. 
Yeah, the, the, oh, well. the match play guide does mention uh, Bugman's, but it just sort of Maybe says... Maybe that's where I got it, it from. Does, it yeah. does say it, it's also there, so players can experience that, which is cool. Um, but yeah, no, sevens. I mean, it's not just sevens. It's sevens, but a team you haven't fallen in love with that's a third-party team that you've painted, um, which I think makes it a really big challenge because you're kind of like, oh, this would be a great opportunity to take this team to a tournament, except I wouldn't be allowed to use it. Um, yeah, and you, you know you have to spend like ten hours working out what's not brute fans. So <laughs> more of that on last week's episode, uh, <laughs> which is bang on the money. Trip, trips. How about you, man? Got any games in? Got any good bits on uh, the go? Yeah, I had my Entoyment Sevens game last last night. So uh, um, I had uh, the Imperial Nobility, so Jack's Imperial Nobility team. Um, uh, so Imperial Nobility, full of annoying skills as it is, but a slightly skilled up set of positionals into the uh, uh, Sevens game. Uh, didn't go too well for me. Um, I think uh, received the ball and at the end of turn two, I had one catcher uh, out for the next game and the oh, other catcher no. decided to wander into the crowd and uh, get buried literally into a <laughs> coffin. Um, uh, and uh, then my blitzer, who was by far and away my only position left, decided then that picking up the ball was not something he wanted to do. Uh, blocking, not something he wanted to do. And dodging on a two plus, also something he didn't want to do. Um, and it went rapidly downhill from there. Month one, um, full of ones. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I escaped with a, just a 3-0 loss and was glad uh, not to lose any more players and had a, a turn 12 uh, pass with my blitzer just to have come away with something. <laughs> out of the game so i am i'm i'm out of the sevens now and um yeah the the what little uh of my high elves i i have left i get to take to play against dave's orcs tomorrow and someone else did not destroy the orc team for me (laughs) well to be fair i was running skaven so the the Entoyment 11s league is, has had this this kind of mini sevens knockout cup in the background as well, which has been really good fun um, and uh, a really good opportunity to kind of just chuck a game in there to recover some players or to get a couple of extra SPP or something like that. So uh, like trips, I went through to the quarterfinals and yeah, I got paired up against Dave or Dalio and um, his orcs, and I'm thinking ah. Oh. So look at his roster and he's got like two tackle mighty blow blitzers and I'm like well everyone hates Skaven, everyone hates gutter runners so he's going to be taking those so I basically go in there and I'm like right I know what he's running. Uh, So I did a bit of a switcheroo, I was like okay um, I suffered some casualties against Jack in the last round so I binned off a gutter runner and bought a new one and I uh my thrower was out so i bought a new thrower um just because high df plus high touchdowns equals money so i'm like right let's just buy these guys and then i can run them so when i came to sevens i went with the roger uh vanilla blitzer the brand new thrower and five line rats i took absolutely zero gutters to this because i was like right i don't don't want to do this like i'm not running a gutter into the arms of mighty blow tackle times two uh so i was like you know what 
I think Dave's going to take those tackle boys. He doesn't have a big guy on his roster. Uh, he won't take the blockers because they're too slow. And I think I'm going to be able to outmuscle this. I was like, so let's go with the Roger. Uh, expecting to lose, uh, which which well, I technically did lose, but man, it was a ridiculous game. And this is <laughs> happened. So <laughs> I've been feeling rubbish. This is the first time going out of the house since last. I, I was just in bed last week and then Saturday's game. And then I was in bed since Saturday's game until like, I was like, right, it's a sevens game, hour drive. That'll be good to get out of the house. An hour for the game. I'll be home three hours. Like, no worries at all. This is fine. Uh, so it took me an hour and 45 to get there due to traffic um which is fine because i left early because i was like well that's fine i'll just go there i'll get there early have a cup of tea buy some things uh, and just kind of chill out that, that didn't matter and then start playing sevens um he <laughs> we were all sweltering heat from the get-go which is fine um and then uh dave elects to kick to me so i, I set up my 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 no gutter skaven um and Weird little background noise there, guys. <laughs> hmm. um, and uh, he kicks to me. I march up the field. Bad things happen. And then he scores a touchdown on the defense. And then he goes to the half. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know what? This is going to be a 1-0, 2-0 loss. Not a problem at all. I'm not going to lose any gutter runners. It's going to be fine. Uh, and then... Um, I just do some horrible stuff on defense. Some real, I think it may have been a blitz. Uh, it might have been like just a real pressure the event. And the Roger was just an absolute godsend. Um, because he, I get strength three orcs everywhere. It was just brilliant. He was just tying orcs up. Three. Nice. Yeah, it was perfect. He just blitzed a guy. Ended up basing three guys all of the time. Uh, and Prehensile Tail takes that to a four plus dodge. And four plus dodge in sevens is a ten plus dodge, right? It can't be done uh, unless you're YOLOing it. So uh, he just gave me the advantage of numbers, which means I could take some sensible blocks and swoop up and grab the ball. And we went to the end of the game at one all. And then we're like, oh, this is a knockout tournament. We should probably figure out the rules on this one. We hadn't agreed anything at the beginning. By the way, agree with your player, with your opponent at the beginning of the game. And I cannot recommend enough. Play on, literally play on golden goal up to eight turns. That is the best way to do it. That's how we did it in the, in the series. It's just the best way. Okay, so if it gets to turn six of the second half and it's two all... You just carry on playing with everything as it is. It'll save you time. It makes it more interesting. And it's just it's just more, you know, you know. Or you could do what we did and follow the rule book, which is play an extra half. Sweltering heat, extra half. We rack up. Uh, I win the roll. I receive the ball. I go down there three turns, score a touchdown. I kick back to Dave. He, uh, <laughs> we, we gum up the pitch and he pulls off... Uh, an outrageous completion uh, for the second time in the game, which is I mobbed his thrower. His thrower needed a straight up six and just five into six and then a catch and wow. then two go for it and pulled off the equalizer to go 2-2 two -two at the end of extra time. And then Dave and I go, right, what the hell do we do now? We looked at the rule book and it was that horrible, like, roll five dice. Ha ha, everybody just with <laughs> Dave was like, that's... Yeah, you 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 roll five. You roll a, You do five roll offs uh, to to win a penalty shootout. And we looked at that, and Dave was like, "That is rubbish, Ben. I've got time 
do you want to just play another half? Like, let's play this out. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. I won the kickoff. I grabbed the ball. I went down and I scored. And then literally Dave scored another turn six equaliser to go 3-3 at the end of two extra times. By this point, we've been playing sevens for over two hours. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And then we went to the rubbish kickoff, like the penalty kick thing, which was just underwhelming. Uh, and I lost 3-2 on penalty kick rolls after playing three, uh, four halves of sevens. But, I mean, Dave's awesome, and the way he played Orcs was brilliant. His thrower was just so good, like, just put out some clutch throws. And because of the way sweltering heat worked, it felt like every time we racked up again, it was a different mix of players. So it was so mm. good. Like, there'd be, like, one drive where he'd have no blitzers or no thrower. I'd have no roger or no throw, go with no thrower. It was really interesting to get the reps in. And I'm not going to lie, I'm, like, really chuffed that I wasn't just completely destroyed. And that nobody completely died and actually got some pretty sweet um, SPP out of it, which is nice. It was an overall good one. It was just a really interesting way to play two games of sevens in one game of sevens and end up with a three all. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Though. It's a great story. Like, I know it's an underwhelming end, but I mean, it sounds like the game itself was really enjoyable. Oh, and it was yeah. so good. Any game with Dave is a good game. Uh, yeah, so Trips, you've got you've got a delight of a match coming up. I I I think he's got a miss next game blitzer. Courtesy of the, of the Roger, I think. Patrol as well. So uh, oh. yeah, oh, he's my, got my four, four begins. Just only three blitzers with a leveled up thrower and a troll for next game. So that's a uh, Blackhawk team, isn't it? Now, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I mean, I was happy. What did I get out of it? I think my blitzer scored two touchdowns, so therefore have got tackle because I've got lizards coming up. So both my blitzers now got tackle as well. And I rolled a random on a clan rat and got kick. So, oh, yeah. Perfect. Super yeah, so super chuffed with that. And uh, my thrower and my proper gutter runner are back. So I've got wrestle gutter, two block gutters, uh, vanilla gutter, and my sure hands, well, my accurate on the ball thrower, uh, who is just an absolute delight. It's just like a movement 10 passing one plus beautiful yeah, piece on kickoff receive. So much that's fun. really nice. So, uh, yeah, it was a good one. Uh, the Entoyment League's going pretty well. Looking forward to Lizards. Lizards are kind of... Lizards and Norse are the two teams I think I've got left to face and what else, but uh, Lizards and Norse are probably the two teams I hate facing most with Skaven. So... Uh, your tackle blitz is going to do a lot of work now, um, I think. I'm hoping. I'm hoping yeah. so. So that'll be that'll be pretty good. But, um, yeah, I mean, hobby-wise, I built and painted the pitch, uh, then got sick, and I haven't done anything since then. Um, <laughs> I'm quite happy with how the pitch looks, and hopefully... Uh, Hopefully it comes out well on the video. Um, well. Awesome in person. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was good fun. And then, yeah, anyone else been doing any shiny hobby or anything? Uh, I've been painting some bikes, um, some old orc war bikers. I'm starting a crusade with some friends in Portsmouth. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm doing a little uh, speed war with my orcs, um, which is it's good fun. That's 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 it. Alternative of painting, and I guess. Um, yeah, I'm really much. I haven't done much else. That seems fair enough. Well, in that case, shall we move on to the question of the day? Yep. Yep. 
<laughs> that was that was inspiring. All right, I am so ready. All right, okay. good. I'm not going to do the like make you repeat it. Uh, okay, well let's let's talk Games Workshop then. Uh, okay, so the question of the day. Um, I mean, we could spill this a lot of different ways. There's a lot of things going on out there in the game in the gaming community. You've got Wizards of the Coast racing to the bottom at the moment with the whole OGL joy uh and then games workshop just seem to be doing a mixture of things well and not well and there's uh there's a thing that's happened recently that's kind of kind of triggered that that little bit of good and bad that that little bit of difference the little bit of change and it is the world championships of warhammer which has kind of brought around this question so the games workshop have announced the world championships of warhammer and it features all of the games that aren't our game which is kind of standard now and they've featured a couple of extra blood bowl tournaments taking place in america as well which is very cool they've got these big games workshop um uh, kind of Blood Bowl tournaments uh, in there's one in Florida, there's one in Washington, and there's one in Kansas City. Uh, oh, here you go. You've got the little picture here. Kansas, Tacoma, Tampa, Atlanta. And this kind of sparked a bit of a... Uh, the, the, the kind of schism that we're seeing in, in, in Blood Bowl in particular, which is... You know, we don't need Games Workshop. We didn't need Games Workshop for a long time. Why are Games Workshop trying to make me play a game better? And I think we kind of... With the match play guide, there was a huge amount of feelings. And then with the announcement of the World Championships of Warhammer, that this year doesn't include Blood Bowl, but there are... Uh, I don't know how best to word this. Uh, we'll say rumblings that they sh it's gonna be with blood bowl and they there was there's some games workshop people who are surprised that blood bowl wasn't part of this one which was actually a really interesting chat I had over the last few few weeks uh someone was like yeah the the surprise was that blood bowl isn't included in this because of how well it's hit there with the community and how popular it is um now we kind of speculated that we think that you know something will be coming in the world of blood bowl for world championships next year but it, it, again it highlighted this schism where blood bowl was abandoned and the community did a great job just ticking it over and having the game being uh, you know accessible and now games workshop are back in they're taking uh, spontaneous interest in the game adding stuff adding a lot of fun and just adding a lot of energy to it but it brings around the question of generally speaking is games workshop good for the game now ben before we kind of go into the question did you want to add any preamble well i was gonna jest so i've been listening to uh, some other viewers might recognize this because it's crossover from shore but like the wan show with linus tech tips i don't know if you guys listen to that podcast but really the, good show. the wang show yeah. wan w-a-n oh okay yeah um they they recently did a segment on there where they have the wheel of I was going to say Wheel of Pain, I think they call it. But they, um, they've just started doing it where they've played, they played Devil's Advocate. So they wheel it, it'll be a topical story, and then they have to try and one person has to try and defend it, even though usually it's indefensible. Um, be some, some kind of stuff people have pulled. I think it, it could be a similar thing with this, where, because I know what side I'm going to be on. 
but <laughs> I'm wondering if it will lead to more constructive conversation if we maybe randomize who is arguing. <laughs> so we have two people saying Games Workshop is good for the game, two people, Games Workshop is not good for the game. All right. And we have that as we have to form arguments on both sides. I keep it balanced. I like this idea. Let, I'm, let's, go I'm to, in. let's go to debate school. Cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be good fun. This is just, just like in school. Okay. Uh, before we yeah. spin it up, does anyone have any objections or uh, have a burning desire to be on one side and not the other? I do, but I'm going to stick with what the results are going anyway. <laughs> yeah. I think we all know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it sounds, sounds good. Maybe. All right, Go are you, you going to randomise a spin? Uh, I can do. I've got a die here. I'm going to roll it. It's not going to show up on the little camera, but the guys on the, on the are cool. We'll see the full size. Um, I guess we could just be like, I'll go in order of teams and then... Four plus you're arguing for, so uh, or teams, Google. Um, so Ian, four plus you are arguing for Games Workshop, as in Games Workshop are good for the game. Okay, it's a six. I don't know if the camera picks it up. You are arguing in favour. What's a Mil six on a dice? I haven't seen one of those for a while. <laughs> it's what you get if you took an entire handful of your dice and rolled on trip. I'm afraid, Milton. If you get a four plus, you are arguing that Games Workshop is good for the game. Okay. It's a one. Games Workshop is not good for the game. Okay. Ben. Yes. Four plus, you're arguing that Games Workshop is good for the game. A one. Games Workshop is not good for the game. Oh. Therefore, I am arguing that Games Workshop is good for the game. Do you want to do you want to swap or are you happy with that? No, this will be interesting. <laughs> I'll just chuck my notes away. Um <laughs> Right, I have got a thing on the brew in the background just to help with a little bit of graphics. Uh, okay, I, say, I, rolled, I rolled three ones in a row that end, so um, if, <laughs> I know how, that, know how that feels. Yeah, uh, absolutely baffling. In fact, we will take a very quick break, gather our thoughts, and continue. Okay, we're back. I put graphics there mostly, I think, to remind us what side we're arguing for. Um, okay, so having a little having a little debate then to determine whether or not Games Workshop is good or bad for for Blood Bowl, Blood Bowl in specific. We can use examples from other games to influence, you know, the points or whatever. But ultimately, this is about Blood Bowl as it is and whether it is good or not. Ben. Would it be worth randomizing a starting point, a starting side? Sure. And we have opening argument. statements. Yes. Opening statements, and then uh, and then it'll be an uh, open well, debate. Well, um, yeah. Just, just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go for that. Go for that. We're going forward debate, bro, now. Uh, okay. I shall do. How do you randomize four and a d6? We had this discussion with. Uh... I knew you had a d4. Yeah, I know, right? It's, it's not within reach. Okay. I'm just going to do one to, one to four in order of clockwise. Uh, three. Okay. That will be me. See, you could have used the D16 and divided it by four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just to bring that up again. You're starting. So, right. Actually, no, it's quite, quite sorry. You're starting, Ben. Me. Okay, so not good. Yeah. Right, well, I, I think to speed things up, I'm just going to do an opening start statement for both of the not good parties here. Uh, and then we'll kind of give it to you to give an opening statement for the, the good parties. And then we'll start arguing viscerally about things we don't really believe in. Uh, just like work. So, not good. Right. I guess you could start with the the premise that Games Workshop abandoned Blood Bowl in the early 2000s. Literally abandoned it. Stopped producing anything for it. Had a couple of magazine releases and then just let it die in the realm of cyanide for a while. Uh, not the death serum, the actual game. 
uh, in which Slan got riggedy wrecked, son. And um, I probably can't say that now, can I? Anyway, not good for the game. The game was strength and it filled this point of balance where people could come in, join, pick up a team that they fancied, had the rules ready to go, and everything was available right there. There was no change. It was just, right, this is my game. These are all of my rules. These are all of my teams. And you could live in a safe environment. You could take a year off due to having a kid. You come back and it's the same game with the same stuff. So that was a point of pride, I think, in the Blood Bowl community. That we kept this game going. And it was a great game. And it's not changed much because it's still a great game. And... Um, Games Workshop are coming in now, and there's this big fear of them Games Workshopping all over the place, of introducing rules upon rules and counter rules to the rules and multiple FAQs uh, in their two FAQ window. If you have two FAQs in one part of your FAQ window, you've got more than two FAQs in your FAQ window. Uh, and just the complete lack of trust that they're going to continue to make balanced, fun rules for us, given the state of almost every other game they've gone, which they either release until destruction or a release and then abandon. Looking at you, Aeronautical Imperialis. Uh, so, yes, that is the opening statement for Games Workshop is not good for the overall health and well-being of Blood Bowl. Okay. Go for it, um, PT. Should I, should I take an opening statement again? Go on. Uh, okay. So I would say that Games Workshop is ultimately good the game because they... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how long the pause was going to be. Do you need help? <laughs> uh, buying time, yeah. Um, no, so um, they it's ultimately a Games Workshop game. Like, um, inherently was, you know, like, originally was their game it's their ip um they've done a lot to build that ip even though there was a schism in between this, the game we're playing now is still very much rooted in the game that was being played like it's not like it's a whole new game it's still the same game um uh they their influence in the game is um <laughs> it's it's good because um it's good because it's never, good. I was never good at this. I was never good at this. They, they have tag a lot in. of yeah, Ian, please tag it. Oh, I was, actually I'll say one thing. They they have a lot of um influence and sort of mass appeal, which really enables people to get into the game. So like it's it's good for players to like see that this is a product that is supported, that is um like there are easy to get into, like you just buy a rule book, you buy a team and you can play. Beforehand, it felt kind of like a niche thing. Um, like, I mean, I only started after the 2016 edition came in. And before then, I don't think I, I don't think I could see any way of getting into Blood Bowl. Like this was before printing as well. So it was just really like the teams available were just really niche. Um it didn't really feel like it felt more like an esoteric experience that were that only existed for people who played it before. Um, for a new player perspective, it was really difficult, and now they've made it super accessible to get into. Um, and 
I think supporting that is very much a good thing. And we might end up losing that if we go down the route of esotericism um, too much. Anyway, Ian, did you want to add? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think the, the the entrance point's really good. And I think the the other thing that Games Workshop are doing that's really good for Blood Bowl is trying to almost complete Blood Bowl in terms of the releases. So Blood Bowl, Dungeon Bowl, Sevens, all the teams, the teams of legends who've been teams of legends for years and years and years, coming out with miniatures, with rules, tweaking how the game's played, but still allowing people to determine how they play the games. We've got both a game that you can play in league and in tournament and play madcap one-off games, and that's all fine. That's within the, the Blood Bowl universe and the context, and no one's being held back. But that barrier for entrance is really, really low now, and anyone can get into it really quickly and all over the place. It's not a Games Workshop Warhammer store only. There's hobby stores, there's leagues all over the place. Blood Bowl's never been as in as good a position as it is now. That is a very exciting uh, finishing sentence there. Um, and that, I think, is probably where we'll begin our adventures, in that Blood Bowl has never been better than it has been now. Um, and Milk, you absolutely jump in at any point here. Um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting statement, but we're talking sort of like maybe in a year, two years' time. Where is the game going to be? And I guess the biggest kind of concern, I say, maybe I have myself um, around what Games Workshop's doing to the game is, you know, primarily their focus is to sell miniatures, to sell a game to you. You know, like, they're, they're a company, they sell stuff, and, of course, you know, they're very involved in the community, and I won't dismiss, you know, the fact that, you know, having the miniatures range and kind of having those those starter kits and stuff does does add a lot. But what we have seen is, is changes to the rules from what was a very stable game, and we've still got teams we know need to come, you know, the teams of legends. We've discussed this previously, you know, how that's going to change, uh, the Chaos Dwarves going to change. And for for a game that was very, like, refined, is Games, is Games Workshop going to do that classic thing of I'm going to sell you the latest product and I'm going to make their rules the best thing because I want to sell you the next box. Now, I could understand say- that. I could understand that. If it had, if there was a precedent for it in Blood Bowl, but I don't think we've seen a precedent for that in Blood Bowl. I don't think we've seen them. There is an argument. something that there is an argument for 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 the uh, introduction of strength four player to Amazons. I, I think it's a, I think it's a bit of a muchness. I, I think you know, but there is that kind of there is a, a feeling in there that there that it's not just power creep, but it's also rules creep. Um, well, interestingly, I mean, if you look at our tournament statistics, I think after each release, the not the tournament that necessarily followed it, the closest tournament, but the one following that, we've seen a huge influx of that particular uh, team, and and you know that that kind of leads to you know the, the change in the rules, the sales. People have gone out and bought that; they're going to play that with that investment and it's like well you know we saw it with south coast autumn where we saw a lot of norse 
And there's a good feeling that potentially in the upcoming tournaments we've got, we're going to see a lot of Amazon because they were the last team released. That was our prediction, so you... wasn't it? That, that, yeah, that we'd see. Um, that's what we're guessing. Uh, this is actually a really interesting experience trying to, because uh, I think I think several of us are falling on potentially the, the, the opposite side of where we would normally sit, <laughs> uh, which is good because it actually does make you feel, it forces you to think through things. But in the world of, of, of power creep and, and buy me now, um, it's a weird one because there is that element of all new shiny and there is definitely, you, you cannot... Um, cannot argue the fact that each of these releases has got a change to the old way uh and while nothing has been as game breaking as the initial landing of a whole bunch of star players that are broken um and the introduction of more star players that are broken with bomber and then more star players that are broken with cindy every new release has a micro uh destabilization um and while you know the the amazon roster change from block guard spam to strength four blodgers is a different power shift i think it's probably overall equal balance there's that introduction of rules bloat as well so every single time we get a release there is that extra element of right norse are drunk they can't run as much and there's a beer bore and it does this stuff and amazons they've got a new power ability of, of dodgeroo and some star players with some crazy abilities so even if we don't see the destabilization of totes op codex creep every single release does add more complexity to the game um which can be considered a bit of a threat to i think how blood bowl has been has been chilling out for the last would decade you, would you say that though so see where you're saying it's bloat and rules creep i think it's just growth and like expanding and more interesting like well, yes, you if, you, from, if you if you grow if you bloat something, it do, it does grow. Well, yeah. yes, I, I agree. I agree that you agree that it therefore means that there is an addition. Okay. Well, I'm gonna say it's <laughs> it, it's positive growth. It's it's <laughs> it's it's making a team that was infamously bland, like at least interesting. <laughs> so it's like uh, I don't think there's anything in accurate. there that. Yeah, it's just it's it's like. <laughs> It's it's a very minor change that gives them identity and uniqueness, and I don't think we'd have seen that had it not been for Games Workshop, because Games Workshop are in a position where, you know, because they have essential, essentially final say, um, in this case, um, they're not really afraid of uh, making too many changes, like drastic changes. I feel like if it was back in the community days, that living rule book, I don't think changed a lot, um, and. That they can now be like, you know what, this is this is how it is now, and this is a new change we're going to make, and we've tried it, we've tested it, and we we believe this is positive, and I think that just makes the game more interesting. It's going to change and evolve, and we adapt to that as players. Um, you know, it's like having balance shifts in video games. It's a lot more interesting than you know, mod support from you know some that only like twelve twelve people might use, and that's even if there is mod support. Um, Games Workshop, like Blood Bowl, has a position where you have mod support and you have a developer that's content continually supporting it without much, if any, buy-in, continuous buy-in as a player. The problem well, is that those releases and those updates, they don't 
They don't always help. Uh, like the FAQs, generally speaking, and what we've seen over the last three FAQs is that they've kind of found a way to almost fix what is broken and then break a little bit of something that was fixed. Um, so there is definitely, I think, a, a warranted concern uh, in the way that the community that was always really good at communicating now i'll agree at a incredibly slower pace like every year there'd be a rules review so you would have an entire year's worth of open play testing and open feedback to get to the bottom of things uh, where it feels like now with the faqs is a case of like we all talk very loudly very openly about a specific part of the game that's unclear or broken and then they go and break a different part of it I think I think this is a really, I think this is a really interesting thing, isn't it? I mean, the, the okay, so to some degree there is like some community feedback kind of being fed in now, but the overarching kind of like control and understanding of the game, I don't know how well Games Workshop actually understands that. So I don't know how much of that 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 kind of feedback. So I know like the Living Rulebook may have not changed a lot, but it was really tight. And so, with all this like growth or whatever, we're going. We're kind of in a like period of, of of uncertainty, as it were. And and the other kind of point that I wanted to raise was what happens once I think we've got what four teams of legend outstanding. Yeah, yeah. Right. So so let's say they bring them back. Let's say they don't change chaos dwarves. Let's say they change vampires completely and they go from being like sort of whatever they are in tier two to tier one or something crazy. That shakes that up entirely. We we get a high elf release, and they're With roughly the same. Kangaroos in, yeah. Well, they they drop or something, right? And then um, what's the last one? Tomb Kings, right? That's the last one that drops, and then that's it. They just walk away from the game again because like there's no more like miniatures for them to sell, or like if they were to introduce another team, like what kind of like extra rule set are they going to put in? Are they at that point? Are they bloating it? Are they going to continue supporting it? What's the kind of like long term game plan for them? And they. They've brought in this sort of season two brand. Are we going to see a season three? Does that mean we're going to get a complete rules rewrite again, where they're then going to start the cycle and sell again? And, and will we see season again? three before they've completed season two? Exactly. Because there um, is a world where they don't finish <laughs> bringing back the teams of legend. And that's a genuine, that's a genuine fear. That's a genuine fear. They, the 2016 edition was like, here's the teams of legend. And they rolled over into season two and there was like eight, nine teams outstanding. And you're like, uh, all right, I guess we're kind of still rolling these in. So I think it is a, a real fear that they're going to uh, release four more teams. Uh, two of them are going to be new teams, which although very exciting, are going to leave the teams of legend unfinished and then um and i, I think milton you hit the, the money here on the money there uh that's not a phrase but it is now you hit uh, the money on the money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm supposed to be on games workshop teams <laughs> yeah well i mean i think hitting the money on the money is probably about what they're trying to do uh and it is just that element of they kind of come come back added some jazz and kind of lose interest again. I, I think that is the, the biggest fear there, is you've got these teams of legend who are outstanding, and what happens if they just lose interest again, and we've got this unfinished product, and everyone's burnt again? I think that's 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 a really fair community concern. But what you're arguing there is not, is GW bad for the game? You're, you're arguing that there's a potential in two years' time that they might completely shift how they're looking after the game and the detail, and that would be bad. Well, that is well, that's a 
the bad is it was at a place where it was comfy was it though and well yeah absolutely and people i i always hear the horror stories of you know people just there was one build for every team and people would spam it and they yeah. never changed. And you, you run that team in your league, and this is Objection. how you're going to play. I don't think it's fair for you to use my own words against me like that. <laughs> and, and, and Blood Bowl, by nature, is an unbalanced game. Yeah. There is no, there's no perfect meta in detail. And yes, the FAQs are not on a, a, a rapid basis, and there's often an FAQ of an FAQ. But the game is slowly evolving, and things and things are being dealt with. Look at the match play guide and the star player points and mega stars, which actually might be really good for tournaments, but we don't know. We've got to see. But actually, it's quite a quick reaction to the star player detail. Would we really want to go back to the only thing that happens to Blood Bowl is a minor change once a year? No new teams, no new stars, no updates and details. Whereas this constant flow, it gives you the option both as a as a new player to get in, as an experienced player to go. I'd like to go for to team twenty nine, team thirty in detail, or for someone who goes, I just want to play my dark elves. I want to play my dark elves every time. I love playing my single team and playthrough. That is also absolutely fine. There is no that, required continuous purchasing to be made. Yeah. Bomb, like at all. Yeah, you, you have can to get into Dungeon until Bowl season three. What are they going to change in season three? Well, they're going to make new teams for every team. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> not going to argue that one. <laughs> no, that one's neither. That's, that's just that just needs. Yeah, that's that's that yeah. just needs fixing. Um, now, Trips, you made a, an excellent road there into organized play. I think I think that I think that's a real hot topic that that we 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 should talk about, um, and obviously the 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 fear that was sparked as part of the match play guide landing was one of the big catalysts for this conversation at all and i will do my best to uh lube up the argument for not good uh when it comes to the match playbook but half of which is invisible thank you green screen um <coughs> and blood bowl has thrived and we'll say it's thrived on the basis of like the naf running regionals and world cups even during the dark ages which is i think what i'm going to call it uh when games virtual abandoned it um and <laughs> that's i don't know it's the torn between being accurate and wanting to win this competition uh <laughs> we'll say even though <laughs> even though we've seen somewhat stellar growth of attendance to everything since the games workshop has wandered back in um blood bowl tournaments have been running for years with literally zero support in any way shape or form for the rules from games workshop uh, and the introduction of a match play guide uh, potentially threatens optional match play guide <coughs> hey everything's optional um including paying for your models at games workshop it's just strongly advised by the police um <laughs> But, you know, I'm not saying that you're suggesting we should break the law there, Ian. But um, <laughs> it, it threatens that divide uh, that, you know, a, a, a non-games work... Well, I'll tell you what, it threatens it immediately by creating a world where there are Games Workshop tournaments 
And then there are non-Games Workshop tournaments uh, where it's a case of, are we using the match play guides? And why aren't you using the match play guides? It's Blood Bowl rules now. And it can it could potentially create a bit of a, a confusion point when going to a tournament for players that are, you know, new to Blood Bowl. Uh, and likewise, it could create a, 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 um, a bit of a disruption to the player base if you've been going to tournaments for the last six years and then your local shop runs a match play tournament and you're like i don't know what that is like i don't know where what, what are you talking about match play guides what match play guidelines what are you chatting about i have to go online and direct only this 10 pound book that is really good you'd rather you'd rather go to the world cup of blood bowl and not be able to use rules that have been out for over a year yeah <laughs> Well, and I mean, to be fair, that is the best way. If you're going to be investing thousands of pounds to go and play a game, the worst thing in the world would be to spend thousands of pounds taking time off work, going and rocking up and just having it be trash because they've released a bunch of new star players that are OP with no playtesting uh, and uh, a new, you know, super team and just have it be a real trash fest of uh, Oko's in the format. Therefore, uh, no one's having fun because it's just the but first player they... to run this. Again, Ian, say, Ian said this before. It's all based on a, a fear of what might happen. There is no precedent for that happening yet. They had, like, yeah. Everything they've released has actually been pretty okay. There's not been a release which has been like... Oh, quick, we need to ban that. It's too strong. It's too powerful. Bomber? <laughs> never got banned. Tournaments ran yeah. fine. Yeah. It was never that much of a problem. And they've addressed it now with Megastars, which is a really, you know, clean way of doing it. I yeah, I, I don't I like if if there was a cause, like again, we're not arguing, we're just talking Blood Bowl here. I think there are some problems in like 40k where tournaments, you know have to step in and be like we're going to change stuff yet that's almost evidence that that's okay that's fine they do that and people are generally accepting of what the tournament organizers are changing so they i don't think there's ever going to be much situation where someone goes to a tournament and has their experience completely changed because the tournament organizers you know done something different whatever I think that. Oh, have I swapped sides? Yeah, I think. I th no. I th uh, okay, I think. I, mean, I, think, I think we agree. <laughs> what I is, is the flexibility is still there, of within the rules and within tournament rule design, to be able to tweak and play around, and even to go down the line of having a mad tournament and going. Actually, let's create mixed teams. Are mixed teams in the GW rulebook? No. Can you go to a mixed team tournament? Yes, you can. Yes. You have exactly. the most fun you've ever had playing Blood Bowl. Games Probably. Workshop's influence has no impact on that other than enabling you to buy sprues of villagers that enable you to make a mixed team a lot easier because they have a design consistency. Yeah. And and really important part, part of GW doing the rules mm -hmm. and enabling those tournaments in detail, there is no barrier to entrance under the match player you don't have to be a member you don't have to pay a subscription of anything to attend a tournament detail you might have to buy a ticket but you also might win a prize as part of it you don't have to buy a subscription to get some random dice as well well that is assuming that it's not taking place in a games workshop store 
and i think this is the other element of fear is that if the if the game transitions more to a, a hardline games workshop purist fascist capitalist dream ben um no, the... <laughs> i want to say these words <laughs> that actually but do that we see massive the other gw games because how many G... how many warhammer stores are going to be big enough to have an 80 person to uh blood Bowl tournament in we're Still going to one in march yeah what warhammer world <laughs> 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 well yeah. look that this is that that one does bring the point about the um the warhammer championships um and to kind of step between the barriers here for a, for a very split second um that that focus is is around uh uh can i can i cast this in the red light uh or the green light uh i don't know well look we've got the potential of these championships for for blood bowl coming up uh, at the moment the premier events don't exist like there's no official games workshop premier event for blood bowl and at the moment if you want a premier event the closest you've got is the uh, you know the naf world cup or you know yeah. um naf c is probably the naf championship in it's always on my birthday weekend generally speaking or like the, the weekend before up in nottingham that's got like 200 plus people going to like those are the biggest events in in the blood bowl calendar um and i know that I, I'm I'm real aware that like, and again I'm not. This is this is stepping aside from the the signage right now. But like I'm aware that it can be very difficult to to find the the NAF or to understand what the NAF is or where the player stuff is. Um, and I think there is a uh, there's that 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 concern in the community, and I guess I'm stepping back into the red light here that um that the premier events are going to be run by Games Workshop. And that's going to start to be seen as the way to do things and the format for doing things and the template for doing things. And I think that might be the biggest concern or like unspoken vibe is that if Games Workshop start running their premier events, the World Cup, the, the NAF Championship and stuff like that, it it might lose its, its luster a bit. Is, is that bad though? I mean... <laughs> I don't. I don't really see how that could be seen as a negative. I mean, if Games Workshop have resources to playtest rule sets, to try out rule sets, they've got influence to, you know, make those rule sets accessible. I don't really see if if there's going to be a rule set, like you can make the argument in any situation. Like if if a rule set is made by the NAF, why like why is that okay? Why so do we why, accept that? Why haven't they done it? Games been out for what seven years now. They have. No, but I mean for like <laughs> organized play. Like, well, we got, okay, we got a match play. Yeah, the other week. just did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So it's taken like seven years since the re. No, there's exhibition play rules in the book. Like they 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 acknowledge that tournament play is like a thing. Yeah, but not to the point of like helping you kind of like organize it, giving it any structure, or even like having. I mean, I know there have been events, and I know that you know they run some stuff, but they don't kind of broadcast that widely to the community or anything. Well, they have. Maybe they just so. wanted to see how the community picks up the game, and now they've seen the community has picked up the game. They're a bit more involved in the community, it and is... they're saying, "Here's some tools to help you out if you want to do your own." And and I I think that might be another element of um, it seem a bit. Uh, and this this is conjecture, and I I. But I guarantee there are some people that feel this way because there's a lot of people, as you guys know, put in a lot of hard work to grow the game in, in all sorts of myriad of ways of running events or doing podcasts. Um, and there is 
you know, there's those guys who've been running the same event for like 12 years and they've been like banging the drum of Blood Bowl. And there is definitely that that feel of the community of like, ah, so we've grown your game and now you're going to come back in and 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 railroad it and be like well cool i see you're playing this game well this is the real way to play when actually there's a whole bunch of people out there who've been playing and and doing a good job of it for for a decade and i think it's that element of railroading slash potentially ignoring the the community liaison bit like the community there and i don't know whether are they doing any are they doing anything to stop those people (laughs) doing it the way they've always always been doing it well i think it's just the, the missed opportunity of how much engagement is being made with those people who've been running great events or do good things for the community to be involved in actually shaping the game in a really good way because those people who run events or know the game really well it seems like a bit of a no-brainer i mean my job you know in the world of optimization when i want to find out a good way of making a task or something run better i go and talk to the people who do that task who experience it who know what's going on with it to get their feedback it may not go that way but actually i engage with those people and which makes it easier when you come back and say hey i totally get that idea this is the reason we can't do it that way or we've decided to go a different way because of the bigger picture there's something else but just to be like oh sweet you've been playing blood Bowl for 27 years wicked um here you go this is how you do it uh it, it that that vibe is uh it can be potentially a little bit jarring um and i think that's not an unreasonable feeling um because there there is a bunch of stuff out there that people have been doing for a long time for free for fun and not being engaged openly let's, let's put it that way uh just leaves a, a quite a volume of the community and a not not unquiet volume of the community feeling like no one is listening because you know we've got a loud community of experienced players and the things we're shouting about faq wise are not being addressed and uh we're not being engaged about the stuff we've been doing that's got nothing to do with rules uh, like you know for example running a tournament but also then think within within the games workshop rules that they've published there is there's rules for playing league and blood bowl is very different to a lot of the other games workshop games where league and a continuous format is a real active part of what the community play we've all just touched on we're in leagues and playing those games and and how well or not it's going for that there's, there's league rules there's exhibition rules there's now match play rules there's then the the weird wonderful and alternative tournaments there's stunty tournaments and details all of those are within the rules and as suggested ways to play in detail but it all comes down to your club the group how you want to organize a tournament for picking and choosing those there's some mad inducements within the GW rules. Don't have to use them all. Some people like giants. Some people don't like giants. You can pick and choose whether you use those. And and that is allowing that that the famous phrase I think isn't isn't the ability to do more blood bowl better. Yeah. Isn't oh, oh Ian, it's more better. Oh, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, about to be destroyed here. Just to make it more painful for you. But if if G, if GW want to start running organized tournaments in line with the match play guide and detail or leagues out of their shops and detail, is is that a bad thing? 
Is that going to collapse everybody else's games in detail? Is everyone going to go, right, that's it. I'm never going to go to a bonehead again game. (laughs) Is Wobble going to collapse overnight because no one's going to go to the club and play Blood Bowl? Now, I'm I'm not going to draw this to a a stop. What I am going to do, I think, is uh, remove the, (laughs) the, uh, the, the versus mode. <laughs> and, I, I, and was, I was going to say, I, I was going to say, I think that was like a really interesting exercise because it made me think because I just desperately wanted to be on the other side of that equation. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I actually, yeah, that made me think more about the other side. And, I, I think it's very, very valid arguments there. Yeah, I agree, and like I think I agree <laughs> to a lot of what we've all said. Yeah, and I, I didn't want this an opportunity for anyone to pick up on pieces that haven't been haven't been covered one way or another well yeah so like i think actually for me the biggest thing is is i wouldn't play blood bowl if it wasn't for games which i think you hit the nail on the head there ben like when you basically said like blood bowl i was aware of blood bowl because i've been into warhammer for such a like long time <laughs> but i didn't find it accessible until the 2016 release because it did feel like something very niche. It did feel like something that you could only really play if you'd been playing it for like a long time, or you kind of knew about it before, or you'd had some sort of like a level of introduction with that. So I feel like, and to kind of like answer the broader question, like is Games Workshop good for Blood Bowl? For me, the answer would be yes, because I wouldn't be playing it without their like intervention in it. Um, and and I find that you know the the IP, the the Warhammer world, the kind of the thing that it's based off really rich and like i find myself really involved in, in, in that kind of like concept um not just the game itself so not just looking at like the rules format it's the it's the world that you know you kind of get sucked into with the the different fantasy races from warhammer fantasy battle which was a game that i loved collecting and playing when i was younger so <laughs> yeah uh, that's very fun yeah i mean we we've kind of the podcast itself crosses the threshold which is really nice i mean this is the 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 whole the whole pod um and some points that we kind of talked about earlier with like the 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 the, oh my god what happens if we complete the game and then that's it well actually we lived in that period beforehand and that the podcast was born because there was nothing to do but explore those areas so like mixed teams terrain and all the extra bits that exist the secret teams like they all exist beyond the completion of the game so even if the games workshop just decide to to bin it off one day or they stop releasing teams or you know whatever happens i actually think we're getting to the point now where releases are slowing down enough that we can start exploring some of the unofficial other ways to play for example death bowl right and and actually no one's going to take that away from us. In fact, if anything, if if the game stops, if Games Workshop go, yep, cheers, we're done now, uh, then actually <laughs> two things will happen. There would be undoubtedly community rebalancing of certain things. And over the course of four years, uh, things would get worked out and some of the niggly things would get tidied up nicely. I don't think much of it would change. And crazy blood bowlers would explore mixed teams and other stuff and all giants and stuff like this and there's plenty of crazy things to do that and because the core of blood bowl is so you know it is pretty simple that actually you can explore mad stuff so from that point of view i thought you know it was a a a point made that actually the game was so strong because you had both parts you had the casuals who could only play a weekend a quarter a weekend a half of the year the game hasn't changed much 
And then you've got the mad lads who play all the time. They've got a standard league and actually they want to do something different. So they homebrew rules or explore other stuff. And that was what the before times was like. And now the pacing has increased. But if the pacing slows down, it will fall back to that. And quite frankly, I think third party releases have got better and have got more frequent since Games Workshop have come back. Well, I was just about to ask that question, actually. I was like, before 2016, before the release, if you wanted to go and buy a third-party team, like, what was the kind of range for that? Because, like, as, much, as I understand it, like, a lot of that kind of, like, third-party STL, all that printing and stuff has only happened recently, and as far as I see it, as a result of Games Workshop's I, re-intervention into the game. I would honestly say I think the growth of third-party is a lot, beats head for 3d printing i think that's probably a bigger catalyst than games workshop's involvement yeah the games workshop were involved for a long time before 3d printing really took off and it's only in the last couple of years that we've seen it explode uh yeah yeah hugely so when it comes to the 3d printing side but uh when 2016 landed you started to see that the the big players like grievo punga and i'm I'm going to include funaf just start warming up so, uh, um, oh, cursed, oh, neck, pirate, the pirates. That was yeah. that was kind of the biggest and best Kickstarter for Blood Bowl that I think anyone had seen ever. That was twenty nineteen, I think. Twenty eighteen, twenty eighteen, something like yeah. Twenty eighteen, yeah. It was a it was a big boy, the best teams, the biggest range, the biggest player, and clearly the biggest cash investment. Grebo had some good stuff, and or there's a whole bunch of like clearly hand sculpted metal cast teams that were out and about. But that was kind of like the turning point for third for third party. And I mean, ultimately, you know, we saw it from the NAF stats. 2016 brought a lot of players back into the game. 2020 seems to have grown that even more. And with a bigger market, uh, you get those third party things. But I think I think you're both right that that landing of the th- 3D printing just being so common now, uh, it's gone. It's It's boomed. Absolutely boomed. Which is well, yeah. Awesome. I mean, that's what I was trying to work out whether or not, like, because of the because we, we've seen an enormous amount of player growth since the 2016 drop. If it wasn't for the 2016 drop, do you think that, like, there would still be the amount of like 3D sculpts and like accessibility to printing 3D teams? And of course, I think you're right, you know, like, the, the ability to be able to 3D print stuff is enormous, particularly for an unsupported game. Or, you know, you you want to play something that doesn't necessarily have a miniature range, doesn't have to be Blood Bowl or whatever. Like, 3D printing is incredible for that. Um, but would it be to the quality that we have now without the sort of market for it? That yeah, might probably. <laughs> probably, if I'm being honest. Like, the quality of, like, sculpting is just insane. Yeah, but I don't the, think the that incentive is... to, to invest uh, in sculpt specifically to Blood Bowl I don't, wouldn't, wouldn't be there as much. Um, but... um, so I think it's important that because of the fact there is a large tournament scene for Blood Bowl, there is a large league scheme that is outside of pure GW shops and control that does enable third party in a way that uh, some of the other GW games are not enabled because there is a real, it is fine to have third party. You can play in a league and play in three tournaments a year and no one is ever going to pull you over of why have you got uh, um, a set of completely different miniatures because 
two thirds of of players we will see will have third party something yeah. in their team. I think you raise a really good. Oh, sorry, sorry, and I didn't. I thought you'd finished. Well, I was. I was going to say that the third party has filled the gap where there hasn't been the official star player in detail. Um, we who how would we have ever seen a treatment for the last two years <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't for third party and that and that detail? Ben, yeah. So you raise a really good point. Um, something I kind of really wanted to summarise with my thoughts on this um, is I think for me I. Uh, I'm thinking of it like tenses. So rather than like, is Games Workshop good for Blood Bowl? Like, has Games Workshop been good for Blood Bowl? Yes, I think it has. Since it took over, undoubtedly has. But before you bring that up, Ben, um, (laughs) uh, will Games Workshop be good for Blood Bowl is the question I'm very worried about. And that's on the sense where we, a lot of our arguments on the good side boil down to they, um, more Blood Bowl is more better. And that's something we all agree. I think there are things that Games Workshop have been known to do quite frequently, have hesitated doing on Blood Bowl, um, but have shown signs of willing to do, and that is cutting down or like sort of hammering down on the sort of 3D print market, the like sort of more officialness. I feel like the match play guide is the toe that's sort of stepping through the door into... um, sort of getting more involved and making things official. Um, I think a lot of that is fear-mongery. I think that's like, I think, uh, to be honest, I think that's like, like I said on the argument of good, there's not real, there's no real evidence to suggest that's the case. But in terms of, it is. And in terms of 40K, I think there's a lot more precedent in 40K sort of tournament of bringing official things, even in non-official like events and things like that, um, of models that look like, um, other things being removed. Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, you may correct me one way or another with this, but I've always felt like the 40k tournaments or AOS tournaments tend to be heavily run or sponsored by game stores. And it's generally speaking in game stores' interest to pump Games Workshop products through, whereas most Blood Bowl tournaments are indie run, maybe with a, a sponsor that doesn't really care. Uh, we're really lucky with Entoyment, but the majority of the teams that turn up to a Entoyment um, thing uh, can't be bought at Entoyment, but they're, they're chill with it because they get, you know, tables. But 40k World, I've always, I always assumed there was this bigger, like, Games Workshop only because they tend to be run by people who are affiliated with a Games Workshop store or it is like funded by a a brick and mortar store that wants to sell games workshop therefore it's in their interest to do that um i I might be wrong but just from like listening to like ian and seeing like people going to 40k tournaments and stuff like that i've always assumed it was it's so heavily entwined because if pete entoyment doesn't sell a blood bowl team he's lost 30 quid uh and you know what the player going to entoyment is probably going to spend 30 quid on pizza and paint um whereas uh, you know, someone going to a 40k tournament with a printed army is not paying 500 quid. And uh, yeah. I kind of always assumed that there was that closer line to the Games Workshop tie in 40k because of the uh, because of the size of the prize, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's right or not. Yeah, really interesting point. Yeah, I, I, I that's 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 probably fair. That's probably fair, actually. Because like hammerers, so I so like I had the uh, Hampshire hammers of Winchester. I think it's literally run by the guy who runs the Games Workshop there. Or I think it is. Yeah, involved with yeah. 
Yeah, and and you know the other bigger forty k places tend to be like like Firestorm in Cardiff, which they want to sell their own stuff. Um, then that's kind of the that's kind of the point is like Games Workshop has that sort of chlorine, that yeah. kind of like influence that's ultimately preventative of you you could argue it's preventing creativity in people's armies. They're all going to look the same. There's like the sort of that whole like you know freedom is 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 like evaporated. Um, I, I, that, that's the worry I have that Games Workshop have shown a precedence for. Um, I don't think they've done anything really yet to make it. So I don't think the question, is Games Workshop bad? I don't know if I can agree with that, but it, inherently I just feel like there is a there, there are a, things that, that might end up being bad. Yeah. And I'm going to jump... Is, Sorry, Milt, you go. Yeah. No, no, I was, was going to say, it's a weird one, because like you say, it's, it's a much smaller buy-in, and it's also considered a boxed game, right? It's not one of their main games. So, I mean, as long as they don't go full, like, Cursed City on us. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. I, I, I think, you know, like, it would be very hard to kind of control that. You know, when, you, when you're only talking about fielding sort of 11 miniatures on a pitch, you know, you're not talking about an army's worth. Like you, like you said, that buy-in is enormously different. And um, as, as, a, as a kind of result of that, I think, you know, kind of, kind of trying to stifle that creativity in the community, I just don't see it happening. I don't, like, it doesn't matter, like, how, how much they kind of... Unless you want to go to, like, an official Games Workshop event, or like you say, perhaps unless, like, a, a brick-and-mortar store, like, turns around and goes, no because I want you to buy products. But like, like you kind of said in the arguments earlier, it's like, well, you know, you, you can buy your one team and that's it. You yeah. don't have to buy anything more. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, no one's, no I'm, one's making you. I'm right there with you. And what I was going to say, Mill, is very similar to that, is that that is, um, that is my fear. Uh, the, the rules, honestly, and this is something that, I mean, guys, we all of us like to homebrew rules or play with things oh god yeah i, I and, barely play vanilla boy anymore <laughs> right well we were talking about this earlier and and a yeah. huge part of it is that um i saw it in a battlefleet gothic thread someone was like ah oh, if they bring it back it's the end for me and my family and the world uh and the bloke underneath them was just like yeah but you can you can still use the rules you got now like the swat team are busy like yeah um and and it's really fair and, and something that the bubble community has really shown and you see in other games other games as big as something like magic the gathering like they have entire formats that are non-standard like commander is only just being popularized now as, a, as an actual thing before that it was just a bunch of mad lads going hey this is a really great way to run it really great way to play it blood bowl it, there are still events that are going on with the um the crp you know 2016 rules like that's absolutely fine if games workshop go in there and for some reason do something really 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 dumb the community will be able to balance that the biggest threat is that uh, omni-channeling it, which is killing the third-party alts? Because Blood Bowl game, awesome. World, awesome. The rules, really fun, exciting. The models, some are great, most are average. None of them are bad. That's not true. There's a couple of bad ones, but none of them are bad. But one of the most exciting things about Blood Bowl is going. Ooh, I could use this in my team what can i represent him as that's a cool model i'll use that oh that's a cool bunch of models i can use for a team or grebo are just releasing something or punga have got this team or brute fun's just about to drop this team and and it's just more and it's awesome and if that starts dying away i think that would be much worse for blood bowl than if they messed up the rules yeah yeah i think the question is isn't 
is Games Workshop bad? It's is private property and IP enforcement bad? Yeah, we'll go with that. That's a, that's a more interesting question. Mm, yeah, I think I think there's a that one would be a good debate. There you go. We'll pencil that for the future. <laughs> Because it's very much a chicken egg, chicken egg, chicken egg omelette situation. I think with that, um, you can't. You, you stole the my. You copied my idea of space marines. It's like cool, but did we copy your idea of gene stealers when we went back in time and made a movie with Sigourney Weaver? Is did we did we do that? I'm. T- we're sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a great one. Uh, ultimately, for me. Games Workshop coming back into the Blood Bowl sphere, there has been a destabilization of the status quo, which is always awkward, always uncomfortable. Games Workshop do have a pretty shoddy track record of writing clear rules and enforcing game balance. But, you know, got to give it to you, Ian and Ben, you bang on the money. So far, it's been pretty great. There's a couple of bits that haven't been perfect, but it's been pretty great. So actually, we probably don't have anything to worry about or we've not seen anything to worry about so far. And all we've really seen is a massive influx of new people coming and playing what has to be one of the best tactical, nonsensical games out there that's got an angle for everybody involved. Story, theme, league, you got it. Competition, tournaments, you got it. Modelling. I can't think of a game out there that's got a better variety of models when you come to SDL's third parties and games workshop uh so there's it's just bringing more people into this and we're about to have blood bowl three land as well so if you are a gamer you've got a big online presence in blood bowl 2 you're gonna about to have a new shiny with blood bowl 3 if you prefer your 64-bit graphics you can play fumble and and this is just a, a great way to spice it up yes there is a threat there that things are going to change but there can always be an unofficial blood bowl circuit and the unofficial blood bowl circuit will always be bigger than a premier games workshop only circuit because and ultimately we may lose some unofficial events to an official event and one of the biggest things that kind of came out of the the uh the games workshop events is i think the chaos cup is being held within the same month as one of their events one of the games workshop events so there was kind of wow. well chaos cup has been booked for a year and then games yeah. workshop are like oh yeah we're gonna do it the two three weekends after in, in in nearby and then at that point you're kind of like oh i mean imagine if <laughs> games workshop were like hey we're gonna run a really big blood bowl event in uh northern spain um in august <laughs> we'd be like it would be a bit of a case of like, ah, oh, ah, uh, you know, because... I know which one I get. <laughs> well, I don't know, actually, what I... Well, depends on how nice the area is, I guess. But, you know, if there was a Games Workshop event or an unofficial event, I don't know which one. I know which one would be more fun. I know which one the models would be better at. But I don't know which one would be considered the real event. Oh, no, that's bad. I, I didn't buy that one. That so sounds like uh, you've been forced to do. <laughs> well, yeah, that... Games Workshop event in Southampton the weekend of the 11th and 12th of February. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But, but that is it. Because you, you come in, you go to a store, you go to the Games Workshop website because they make Blood Bowl, you buy a Blood Bowl team, you see a Games Workshop event, you see the way Games Workshop do stuff, and then you stumble across the unofficial things afterwards. And, and that is kind of like that is a real channel for people getting into blood bowl and that's so that's 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 a that's a spicy one yeah i won't go on because we've hammered this point so long but <laughs> i just want to like just the thought of official events just makes me just weary 
I don't know if it's just the giving blood earlier today or if it's <laughs> literally that idea. But it's just like the, the thought of it, just, just, it's like, wow, clinical and official stamp of approval. Oh, your models aren't allowed Do, here. No, oh, don't, oh. no, see, not like that. Yeah. Like, think of it like Magic the Gathering. Like, you can go play at your stores competition or you go play in the Pro Tour. Like, there's an official thing. Yeah, but you don't, you, yeah, but. If if Magic the Gathering also had cool homebrew cards that were exciting that I loved collecting, I wouldn't be able to use them. Yeah, yeah, it's that takes the fun out of it a bit. It's an interesting but, one. Although I would not play an event where people were making their own cards. That would be an absolute yeah, okay, disaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Magic the Gathering can't make cards that are reasonable. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what? Anybody out there worrying about the future of Blood Bowl, worrying about the future of Games Workshop involvement in Blood Bowl, just go look at Magic the Gathering and Wizards of the Coast and um, just have a cup of tea. It will all be better. It'll all be fine. Right, guys, talking about a cup of tea, I might go and make a quick one. Is there anything else we want to talk about on the uh, the involvement of Games Workshop in the game before we, well, essentially wrap up this episode and then have a mini episode about Death Bowl? Yeah, I could go on forever, but we don't have time for that. So. <laughs> We uh, we do want to know people's opinions. So uh, yeah, is... honestly, who won? Actually, don't say that. Loud. It's hard. <laughs> no, we won. Yeah. Won. <laughs> we all won because we get to play more Blood Bowl. <laughs> well, as, as, like as everybody knows, more Blood Bowl is better. Um, yes. <laughs> right. We are going to wrap up the podcast at this point. So thank you very much for watching. We'll be back with more Blood Bowl content. Cheers, and then. Join the feed in a day or so for the following Death Bowl bit. <laughs>